This morning's Bible reading is taken from the Gospel according to St. Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. And they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son and he gave him the name Jesus. Mm, Thank you very much, Fred. That's the word of the Lord, and we praise God for it. So, were you listening? The angel visits Joseph, he has some amazing news, and you see, Joseph was going to stop his friendship with Mary, because they hadn't got married yet, and Mary was pregnant. She was going to have a baby, and he thought she had met and married someone else. But God sent an angel, didn't he, and a messenger to give him important news, and it was important news for, all, all of, for Joseph, but also for all of us that he should go ahead and marry Mary because it was all from God. It was all from God. Now, were you listening to the names given to the child? I hope so because they teach us about who Jesus really is. And maybe you're hurting this morning. We had an announcement at the beginning, didn't we? Some sad news again from the government and from what's been going on around us at the moment. Things are hard But we have three names here that I hope will give you great encouragement. That means strengthen your heart um, in the good news of Jesus this morning. So those three names. The first one was, begins with M, M. It's only your time we're wasting here. 
Matthew was writing, brilliant, but he wrote about Jesus with three names in our passage. Three names for Jesus. Sorry? Messiah. Thank you. That's a brilliant one. Um, the next, next one was began with S. Saviour. Very good. I heard some other sis and saviours. And the third one was towards the end of the passage, begins with I, or in some versions, E. Emmanuel. I heard some calling at the back. Fantastic. So that, let's look at the first one. The first one was Messiah. Messiah. Who? Messiah. Come on, I want to hear you. So we saw that in verse 18, and actually we saw it in verse 1. And the Bible calls Jesus Messiah. The birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. Now, Messiah isn't a surname. Um, you won't find it under M in the Nazareth phone book. It's a title. It's like a job description. It means the Lord's anointed king. So I need a prop. My prop's gone. The Lord's anointed king. Oh, there it is. So I dropped it there. It doesn't quite fit. Um, we learned last week, didn't we, as we looked at that huge family tree that belonged to Jesus, that the baby was born from David's line, from David's family tree. And Matthew wants us to be really clear about that. In the Old Testament, it was always promised that this special king, God's special king, would come in the family tree of David. And Angel wants Joseph to understand that. What does he call Joseph? How does he address Joseph right at the beginning? Son of David. Yeah, son of David. And that helps Joseph to see his special role. Joseph is from the family tree of King David, so legally he will become Jesus' father, his dad. And that will make Jesus as the one born in the line of David. So he can be the Messiah the people have been waiting for, the Lord's anointed king. And they've been waiting for him for years. Now the angel says to Joseph, um, he says it very clearly, doesn't he? So Joseph can trust in this tr truth. The baby is here. The Lord's anointed king is here. Now people are always looking for good leadership, aren't they? Uh, we're looking for wonderful prime ministers, uh, wonderful presidents, uh, wonderful leaders, maybe even head teacher at school. And some are elected with great expectation, but they never quite deliver. And sometimes they run out of steam, sometimes fairly quickly. Well, in the Bible, it teaches us that the best leader has come, the perfect leader. And unlike any presidents or prime ministers, his perfect rule will last forever. And that's wonderful to know today, isn't it? Because whatever's going on, whether we're feeling wobbly, things are quite tough, it's great to know that God is in charge. He's, he's the boss over it all. It's not beyond his control. And that means that we can be secure in that truth. That God's got this. He's in charge. He's king. But that also means that we need to take him seriously. We need to take this baby, this child, very seriously indeed. He's the one to whom we must bow the knee to worship him. Give him his worth. 
And if so, if you call yourself a follower of the Lord Jesus, it's a great opportunity to ask yourself, am I doing that truly? Am I bowing the knee? Am I treating Jesus as king over my money, my relationships, my friendships? Am I treating him as king over my time? All sorts of things, aren't there? The things I enjoy. Is he king of that? Well, one day we will all stand before his throne. So we need to get into the business of bowing the knee. So that's the first name we take notice of. Jesus is the Messiah, God's Lord's anointed king. And the second name is SSS, Saviour, verse 21. He's Saviour. And that's found there. She will bear a son and you are to name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Now, does anyone know what Jesus means literally? It's the same as Joshua. It means the Lord saves. Yeah. Israel were, enjoy, were really looking forward to Messiah to come, to save them. But in general, they had misunderstood God's salvation. They thought the Messiah would come and save them from problems. And they had one big problem called the rotten Romans. And they wanted Jesus to come and, or, or Messiah to come and kick them out. Well, the Messiah would come, but save them from something far more important. Because we need to hear that too. Sometimes we want God to come and solve our problems. And when he doesn't, we get cross with him. But the Bible says there's something far more important that we need rescue from. Verse 21, he saves them from what? Their sins. Thank you. So once again, we're reminded of the true meaning of Christmas. And that means that Christmas is for all of us because Christmas is for sinners. 2020 has been a difficult year. And on the news, I've heard many people saying they're throwing their weight behind Christmas. They're going to give it their all because they just want to get tidy away all the mess of the year. And sometimes we do that with our sin, don't we? We try and cover it up with with fun and enjoyment or whatever we can. And people want to hide what they're truly like. Sometimes things that we think in our minds or things that we say or things that we do to hurt others. Well, we've all done it. We've all sinned. And it's not just how we treat others. The worst thing is, is how we treat God. And we've enjoyed all the good things he's given us, food, family, friends, fitness, all those wonderful things but yet we've not worshipped him rightly. In fact, sometimes we're just ignoring him. And that's what Christmas can be like, can't it? Uh, we go to the party, we enjoy ourselves, but we don't talk to the one who's throwing the party. We ignore them. The Bible calls that sin. And it's a disease we can't escape from. We all got it. And it's, uh, if it's left untreated, it can lead to death. But there is a cure, a wonderful cure. The angel tells Joseph what that cure is in verse 21. Because he will save his people from their sins. Who will? Jesus. Brilliant. Thank you. He came to save us 
from our rebellion, our sin against God. And sin does deserve death. It does deserve the separation from God. But Jesus came to die on a cross so that that would never happen. Now, most buildings have a lightning conductor, don't they? Well, they used to. Um, and do you know what that does? So if there's a lightning conductor on the building and there's an electrical storm, lightning strikes, well, the lightning rod takes the full force of the lightning strike. So it saves the building from being destroyed. And it keeps the building safe. So it takes the whole brunt of the force of the lightning strike. And when Jesus died on the cross, he did the same thing. He faced God's holy and right and good judgment, his anger at our sin. He bore it on the cross to save us all. When we put our trust in Jesus, it's a wonderful knowing that all our sin and guilt is removed. It's amazing truth, isn't it? God loved us that much to send Jesus to take the brunt of God's anger at our sin, to die on a cross for us. And we're going to be sharing in the supper a little bit later to remember that. The Messiah came into the world and he was named Jesus because he saves us from our sins. And that brings us to our last name. And that name began with I. Can you remember what it was? Emmanuel, thank you, yes. Verse 22, all this took place to fulfill what, the Lord, what has been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and bear a son, and they shall name him Emmanuel, which means God with us. That's amazing. This name is teaching us a massive, wonderful truth about Jesus. First it's saying here, isn't it, that he's God that Jesus is God, which reminds us he's fully God and fully man. And it's a mystery that we never will fully grasp. But born of Mary means he's fully human. He can sympathize with us in every way. He knows what it is to be hungry, to hurt, uh, to weep. And he can be our sacrifice for our sins as fully human. But Jesus has also been God forever. Our Bible reading says that Mary was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit, verse 18. And the angel says to Joseph in verse 20, um, marry your wife because of what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. This is God's work. So before his birth in Bethlehem, Jesus has always been Emmanuel, God with us. Many are confused about God. They are unsure about where to find him, how to know him. And the answer is what Joseph learns here from the visit of the angel. And indeed the shepherds learn that this child in the manger, in the feeding trough, is Emmanuel, God with us. We're going to hear in a minute from the carol, Lo, in a manger lies he who built the starry skies. And John says this about Jesus. In the beginning was the Word. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. He's always been Messiah, God's King, since the beginning of time. 
and before that, in all eternity, living in God's splendor and holiness, in God's wonderful, glorious palace. But he chose to leave that palace and come to us, to the darkness of our world. Why? To make his home with us, to be Emmanuel. And that's what our hearts truly and naturally yearn for. We have this hole in our hearts that yearn for God to fill it, a God-shaped hole. In Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve wandered in the garden in the cool of the day with the Lord, Emmanuel. But when they sinned, it was all taken away. But now God has sent his son to us to be our Emmanuel so that you and I can do what we were made to do, and that's to be with him, to live with him, to dwell with him forever, to come home to the Lord, to Emmanuel. And the rest of the Bible teaches us all about God's rescue operation. Adam and Eve messed it up, and Jesus came to put it all back together again so we can have friendship with God. If you want to know what that's like, then look at Jesus in the New Testament. See what he's like. He's kind and compassionate. He touches the leper. He loves us. He teaches glorious truths and stays with us. He is perfectly forgiving and perfectly loving. And he wants to walk with you day by day by day. Emmanuel, God with us. And he wants to do that forever. And says, come, come. Well, there are three names that will feed our hungry hearts this morning. Three names to cling to, three names to cherish when we pray, three names to learn more about as we go through our Christmas and maybe as we go through our lives. Keep looking at the word and treasuring three names. Can you remember them? What are they? Messiah, Savior, and Emmanuel. Praise God. Shall we pray, pray now? I'm going to say a personal prayer using the word I. So perhaps if you want to say it with me, you echo it in your heart and say a loud amen at the end. Almighty and everlasting God, I thank you so much for your perfect plan for our world. I thank you for loving me so much that you sent Jesus to come and rescue me. I thank you that he came to be my Messiah, my ruler, my king. I thank you because he came to save me from my sin by dying on a cross and rising again, meaning I can live with him forever. I thank you Lord, that Jesus is my Emmanuel, God with me, and that he promises never to leave me and will be my Emmanuel forever. Lord, please teach me what it means to bow the knee and worship and serve Jesus as King so that I will know the true joy of Emmanuel. In Jesus' name. Amen.